Woi woi, woi woi, woi woi. Then he then go on the radio again. Yo, if you wanna smoke free weed, go board yourself. You need to go plant a seed. Go board yourself, make your knowledge increase. Go board yourself, go board yourself. Hey, all right. Welcome to Grow Bud Yourself 2024. We're going to grow more in 24. Welcome to the show. Very excited to have you guys back. Uh, It's a brand new year. It's a a year to grow your own. We're very excited. We got a great show for you guys. We're going to talk about the news. We're going to wrap things up a little bit. Uh, On the past year, we've got an interview with Michael Fang of Gage Green Group. And... uh, We've got our strain of the fortnight. We've got a grow tip on oxygen in the root zone. Answers to listener questions from you guys, all brought to you by Seeds Here Now, Sweet Leaf Nutrients, Excelsior Extracts, Prime Superior Inoculant, and Purple Rose Supply, Canagar Molds, Blunt Rollers. So stick around. Episode 125 is coming at you. Whether you're growing from seed or from clone, Prime Superior's simple, safe, and effective products can take your cultivation program to the next level. Prime Superior offers a two-step process that will benefit any garden. This is possible thanks to Prime Superior's proprietary strain of Bovaria bassiana, which is optimized for plants and sets up a symbiosis that increases terpenes, cannabinoids, and yield. Simply coat your seed to inoculate and aid rapid germination or dip your clone cutting with the world's first biological cloning honey and improve growth the way nature intended. Next, continue maintenance on your crop with foliar or fog applications of Prime Superior's Drench, which will boost your plant's growth and ensure a healthy harvest. Best of all, the Drench will work with already established gardens, so anyone at any stage of growth can achieve a cleaner crop with better yields. I gotta tell you, I use this stuff myself, not just on my cannabis, but on houseplants as well, And everything has greened up. Everything is super healthy, whether it's the seed coating product, the cloning honey, which is incredible. The drench is absolutely great. It comes in a spray bottle, uh, pre-mixed, so it's ready to be sprayed. This stuff is incredible. And I have literally noticed more cannabinoids and more terpenes. So it really is an amazing product. And now's the time to try Prime Superior and the world's first biological cloning honey. Grow Bud Yourself listeners can use the code PS420 for 15% off their entire order at primesuperior.com. So don't hesitate, inoculate, and visit primesuperior.com today to learn more. All right, welcome back, you guys. Wow, uh, what a year. what a show we are back it's show number 125 i want to thank dj jacques and winstrong again for just blessing us with an amazing song uh happy new year to you michael how are you i'm doing well man happy happy new year this is um this is going to be a good year i could feel it in my bones yes grow more in 24 that's my whole (laughs) That's my thing here. <laughs> I like it's, it. it's legal now in New York to grow your own. Uh, so, you know, that's going to be huge. I think, you know, people like you and I who really care are going to just get very excited about producing their own terpenes and uh, cannabis. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is time to do just that. So exciting stuff. And uh, 
Yeah, man. Let's welcome in 24 with uh with our first show of 24, which happens to be episode 125. Amazing. 125 episodes uh and you know, just teaching people, right? Grow more in 24. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and speaking of, do you have any like um maybe hot predictions or resolutions for 2024 that you'd like to share? Well, you know, I want to start Grow Bud Yourself Academy. I want I have this plan for basically teaching people how to grow their own um, here in New York and beyond, uh, wherever they can. Uh, but certainly here. I mean, now it's legal. Everyone's complaining about legal weed or license this or taxes on that and corporate things. And it's just I, all I hear is complaints. But the only people I don't hear complaining are the people who have a tent in their home or you know, their lights set up or, the, or a nice roof deck or wherever they grow their own and just fill up a bunch of jars of weed. They, they're not complaining. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like those are the people that are super duper happy with everything. And, uh, you know, and if you want to make gummies and, and you know, uh, edibles and topicals and whatever else, you can do it for pennies to the dollar. So I really want to just, I want to create a marketplace and a, uh, and an academy for people just to learn how to grow their own and then be able to pick up, you know, the grow tents, the lights, the nutrients, the, the genetics, um, anything they need to get to make that happen and make themselves self-sufficient, uh, grow for pennies to the dollar and not have to worry about all the politics and taxes and, and you know, licenses and regulations. All that is really BS at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's is. one of my <laughs> that's my resolution basically i like you it yeah. and i think the quality of cannabis will improve and, and and sharing you know like people wanting to just trade jars uh with a friend you know i got a half ounce of this you got a half ounce of that let's let's trade and uh really just up the ante for everyone yeah absolutely and help the patients too i mean like the more we grow uh, for very little, the less um, someone who maybe can't afford medicine can get it from us for, because it's, like I said, pennies to the dollar. So uh, I don't want people having to go to dispensaries to buy RSO. Let's make RSO for them out of stuff we've got laying around. You know, let's, let's uh, pay it forward <laughs> in 2024. Yep, absolutely. Gotta like that. Well, all right, there you go. That's a uh, you know some nice uh, resolutions for the upcoming year. And of course, we'd love to hear what what you guys think. If you have some some either resolutions or predictions for cannabis uh, this coming year, get in touch with us uh, through email. That's info at growbudyourself.com, or get us on the socials. And of course, just share your opinion with us. And of course, uh, since we've last been on the show, it's been it's been a you know. It's been a little bit of time. Things got a little crazy with the uh, the holidays and all of that, but a lot of cannabis news has occurred. Yes, indeed. A ton of new states coming on board with new laws, uh, which I think is great, you know, as far as less people getting locked up and, and catching cases and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. Well, maybe we should talk a little bit about just that. Uh, the the states that, that have laws that take effect 
or, or took effect actually on uh, Monday, which was the first of the uh, the the new year. And uh, you know, it was a very busy year for marijuana law reform. And 2024 started off with a number of changes in cannabis policy. So as of January 1st, uh, workplace protections in California and Washington state will go into effect. In California, employees can no longer ask applicants about past marijuana use. They're also uh, prohibited from punishing workers for using cannabis legally during their off hours. And in Washington... A new law took effect that ends discrimination during the hiring process uh, for the legal use of marijuana. So those workplace protections are so important. It's good to see that California and Washington are going that route. Uh, Nevada, that uh, state rang in the new year with a new law that more than doubles the pot possession limits of adult use cannabis. So it's now legal to possess up to two and a half ounces of cannabis in the silver state. Uh, concentrate possession limits also doubled, with adults now allowed to have up to a quarter of an ounce of concentrates. Uh, the new law in Nevada aims to expand cannabis business in the state and increase eligibility for people previously convicted of cannabis crimes. And beginning on the first of the year in Colorado, hot packaging has to include a use-by date. This labeling indicates that the product is best if consumed within nine months of its packaging. The nine-month use-by date is actually a bit of a compromise as advocates initially pushed for a six-month time period for best use. And finally, the medical cannabis industry in Oklahoma will see changes beginning with the new year. One such change will allow the Medical Marijuana Authority to use secret shoppers who will purchase pot testing for compliance during their transactions, and then they're going to deliver samples of the cannabis for testing at laboratories. This will um, allow the labs to analyze the product uh, to make sure it's up to industry standards. The Medical Marijuana Authority will be allowed to use this method on a minimum of 50 dispensaries each year. And also beginning January 1st, regulators in Oklahoma must develop a system for certifying workers that ensures they meet minimum standards to continue working in the cannabis industry. So those are a few of the very new laws that took effect January 1st, 2024. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy that the laws are being eased as far as penalties, but it's pretty crazy how much these regulations and, and things just, you know, put <laughs> undue restraints on things as far as you know, limits to how much you can carry or, or mm -hmm. possess. I mean, it's silly. You can have up to an ounce. I mean, where do they think an ounce comes from? It's it's broken <laughs> off a pound. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. And a pound comes off of a, a larger package. So it, it's silly to have smaller amounts be legal and licensed and not larger amounts. I mean, that's crazy. Um, we don't do that with anything else, really, not even alcohol or Mm. any kind of vegetables or fruits or anything. It's, there's no limit on how many bananas you can have in your house. So that's kind of crazy. And then, <laughs> you know, but I, again, I'm glad it's, it's, it's better than it used to be, but it is silly when people who know nothing about uh, weed start <laughs> telling us what we can and can't do. Uh, well, they're the ones that make the laws. People who know I absolutely know. nothing about weed are, are the ones that are in charge of deciding pot policy. I, 
I know. And, you know, it's certainly one of the bigger flaws uh, for all of this. And again, one of the reasons why I think home grow is so valuable and important. Uh, it's a way to keep all the genetics alive and, and thriving and new and interesting and just keep the government out of our business, you know, just let us farm. <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely. Uh, and that's a little bit of what's going on uh, with the new laws taking effect. But uh, let's let's do a couple other stories because it has been so long since we talked about cannabis news. And um, if you think that you're having a bad day, let's talk about the 52-year-old Sacramento man who was found asleep in his car. When the cops responded to this passed out driver, they discovered 207 pounds of pot. And this actually happened on December 28th at around 11 in the morning. So we can't even really claim some wild New Year's Eve party had him this hazy. And what's more, the man admitted to possessing the pot with the intention of selling it, as well as possessing a concealed ghost gun. So safe to say 2024 is already off to a bad start for this gentleman. Not sure why he admitted to possessing it with the intent to sell it, but there you go. Yeah, you know, people, I think people make bad decisions um, <laughs> more so under the influence of alcohol mm. um, and pharmaceutical drugs than ever under the influence of cannabis. But uh, yeah, you're right. It's probably not going to be a great start of the year for that gentleman. No. Um, one of the big stories that Dan and I have been kind of following throughout the year is uh, is the rescheduling or hopefully descheduling of cannabis. And now, way back in October of 2022, President Biden initiated a directive for the Department of Health and Human Services and then ultimately the DEA to review how cannabis is scheduled in the Controlled Substances Act. Now, for those who don't know, Marijuana is currently a Schedule One narcotic in the CSA, meaning it has a high potential for abuse and no accepted medical value. After many months of bureaucratic bickering, during which absolutely no progress was made with the president's directive, the health department finally completed its review and advised the cannabis be moved from a Schedule One, which includes drugs like heroin and LSD, and changed to Schedule Three, which would put it alongside drugs like ketamine and anabolic steroids. Uh, that actually was uh, what the health department recommended all the way back in August. But since then, uh, the DEA has not weighed in. And despite the health department's recommendations, a new letter from the DEA reminded lawmakers that the Drug Enforcement Administration has the, quote, final authority when it comes to scheduling decisions in general and how pot is scheduled specifically. And despite initial resistance, the DEA is now conducting its official review of how cannabis will be scheduled moving forward, taking into account the health department's recommendation. However, the agency did not offer any time frame for the completion of its review. The DEA sent this letter asserting its authority over the scheduling process under the CSA in response to a request from 31 bipartisan lawmakers led by Oregon Representative Earl Blumenauer, uh, stating that the agency strongly considered the benefits of legalization when reviewing how marijuana is enforced. The group of lawmakers also made clear in their letter that uh, they are very disappointed by the health department's recommendation to simply reschedule pot 
as opposed to descheduling it entirely, removing it from the CSA altogether. So should be an interesting year, and uh, all eyes will be on the DEA to see how they will resolve uh, the issue of cannabis scheduling. Yes, indeed. Uh, so what you're telling me is a federal agency with <laughs> barely any oversight uh, doesn't want to lose funding based on <laughs> the things that they're paid to police. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Shocking. Yes. Shocking. So, yeah, well, as you said, it's unlikely, but let's hope the DEA actually does the right thing. And then finally, uh, let's wish a very happy 10th anniversary to legal adult use sales in Colorado. While voters passed Amendment 64 on Election Day in 2012, sales kicked off officially in Colorado two years later in 2014. And now, 10 years later, the state has sold more than $15 billion in legal recreational cannabis. Not too bad. Just think of all the cannabis cash other states have missed out on over the last decade, but congratulations, Colorado. Amazing. Absolutely. Groundbreaking, and keep up the great work in the mile high. <laughs> well, that's a little bit of a, a look at what's going on in the world of weed, uh, but we should take a look at what's going on in the world of, of Danny Danko. Uh, well, I should mention one more thing before uh, we digress, which is, um, before the new year, just before the new year, we won an award for best Ooh. educational event for the uh, cannabis beginner grow classes that we held uh, at work and roll here in New York City, uh, among other places. But we won the award for work and roll best educational event, nice. uh, which is very exciting. I have the award here um, in my hand and I was very honored and, and just to be nominated, of course, like everyone who's nominated says, but also <laughs> honored to win. And, and, uh, and I think that's something that, you know, like I said, we're going to continue on in the new year and really push hard, um, to get people to grow their own, uh, because even all this news and all the things, you know, that we're learning about this plant, uh, you can do your own investigations with your own material right in your own home. And uh, that's what I encourage you to do. Wow, very exciting. So wait, what was the uh, the award called? Best Educational Event at Work and Roll, which is a wonderful uh, cannabis-friendly work space and event space here in New York City, uh, in Chelsea, Manhattan. And um, yeah, looking forward to doing more events and uh, things there as well and as well as many other places i will be in niagara falls actually uh tuesday the 9th of january uh for an event that's going on there suny uh cannabis event with uh soil king who's been on our show patrick king uh and some other people there as well tim blake uh i believe from the emerald cup and and dan herrer son of jack herrer um so very excited about that that's coming up uh, on the 9th and again you know big plans for this year growing more in 24 absolutely and uh, along those lines we actually have a really exciting interview coming up yes indeed uh, michael fang of gauge green group is our interview and uh, i had the pleasure of being part of uh, the organic cup uh, when it came here to new york and uh 
you know, the legacy event in Michigan, which was amazing uh, this past summer. And basically also a huge fan of the genetics uh, that Michael has developed uh, with Gage Green Group and with his other projects as well. So uh, very excited to talk to Michael uh, about many things, including just how amazing this wonderful plant cannabis is, this healing flower um, of which he is, of course, a uh, an amazing ambassador. So why don't we take a break? and come back after these messages with Michael Fang of Gage Green Group. We'd like to tell you about our latest sponsor, Purple Rose Supply. Purple Rose Supply's Canagar molds give you the tools you need to smoke more and roll less. Spending time rolling multiple joints can take a long time, preventing you from doing what you actually love. The solution, more smoking, less rolling with a cannabis cigar that burns longer. So how does it work? Weed is compressed into the mold with the skewer placed in the middle for airflow. Since the weed is tightly compressed, it leaves less space for air pockets in your roll, giving you a slower burn. Even with the smallest size Canagar mold that holds one to two grams, you're getting more out of your grams in a Canagar as opposed to a regular blunt since it burns way longer. And Purple Rose Supply offers mold sizes all the way up to 10 to 14 grams for when you have a larger group of friends. If you're a grower, Canagars can also be a way to showcase the strains you grow and take your smoke experience to an entirely new level. Learn more at purplerosesupply.com, follow them on Instagram at purplerosesupply, and don't forget to use code GBY20 for 20% off your order. All righty. Welcome back, you guys. We have a wonderful guest for you this week. Uh, I want to welcome our guest. It is Michael Fang of Gage Green Group. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you, Danny, for having me. It's an absolute honor to be here. I'm a huge fan and been admiring your work and journey for over a decade. So it's beyond an honor to be here. Thanks for giving me a platform. Oh, man, I really appreciate that. I've also an admirer of your work as well, um, uh, both genetically and as well as uh, the events that you put together. Uh, but let's go back a little bit. Let's talk about um, a young Michael Fang and how you uh, how you first got involved in cannabis and a little bit about your background and 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 who who you are, you know, as a person and as a a, a cannabis person as well. Sure, that's a great question. Um rare it's rare that i get to you know dive back into into my past and um living so so much in the present and dealing with so many day-to-day -day things it's sometimes it's nice to go back and and relive the journey um i would say that my cannabis adventure really probably began when i was 15 i i grew up i was always a, a little rebellious and like was always into um smoking i love smoking cigarettes when i was younger I, I was a probably into um that a little earlier than most and then and so me and my friends when we were about 14 15 decided to try cannabis and um it was within a few months before i became so enamored with cannabis that i was 
um, researching everything I could about it, um, becoming in falling in love with the photography, um, the beauty of cannabis, um, the art of rolling. Uh, the, you know, I, I I remember rolling my first joint and then eventually being like the the only guy that rolled for all my friends. And then I became a dealer. And then um, that was my high school journey, really starting from like age 15 was just being basically living the confusing life of of loving cannabis and being a part of society that frowns upon cannabis. I was always what seemed like, you know, tr trying to um, hide from my parents or, or um, I always felt like I was doing something bad. Well, um, it led to a lot of issues in my life that, you know, where I would get arrested and I would actually um, had some hurdles in, in the legal sense, but what was interesting was when I started smoking cannabis, I went from a very mediocre and average student to what I would say is like, I would, I just didn't, I had had perfect scores and I, I became an expert academic through cannabis. It was very easy for me to pass all the tests and still be uh, athletic and sell weed and hang out with my friends. And I, I, um, benefit, I, I, you know, credit cannabis for allowing me to excel in all regards. So I really like from an early point had this kind of like um, chip on my shoulder where it was like, I knew this thing was good for me. I was performing in all regards and in all measures, I was a uh, top percentile. However, I was being persecuted and I was uh, being labeled more or less a criminal from an early age. And I always felt like I had something to prove. Like I needed to show that cannabis could actually help humanity or me as a human excel based on my experience versus what I was hearing. And so I've always, now I'm really, I listen to my gut and my intuition because it has led me in, in the right direction. Um, I always feel like I want to show what cannabis can do to benefit people. I was always trying to show demonstrate to my parents that look i'm gonna get into the best college i'm gonna get into the best university i'm gonna be a state champion athlete i'm gonna excel in all forms of academics so that you can't you know i come from an asian family so there's like high expectations and i, <laughs> I i'm going to ensure that i meet all those standards and in fact in fact show that i could do much more and so that was that's kind of the motivation behind a lot of the business practices and the 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 af affirmative marketing that we put to basically essentially create the world we want um you know i i take full responsibility for my experience here and i i want to create the world that i would like to live in and so yeah starting from a young age i just felt like i had something to prove so i wanted to use cannabis to better myself became a dealer in high school I um, got into Berkeley, despite all odds, um, which is really a cannabis culture-based society. I think the Bay Area really opened my eyes to more than just the OGs, the Bubba Master OG Kushes that I was used to uh, from LA. It's like a different energy. 
And then the Bay Area created, turned me into like a whole new monster. And so in, in college, I was, uh, I was heavy into cannabis and it started growing and started sell, uh, moving cannabis. And that's where I met my business partner, Keyplay, which of course, um, fast forward to 2021, we had a huge falling out. But it, when I first met him, I was uh, buying the Grape Stomper from him. And that was a phenomenal product. The Grape Stomper instantly was, um, I recognized it for what it was. And I told Jeff around 20, 2009, 2010, basically what happened was I was arrested and put on um, probation. So I, so I went to Jeff and I said, look, my trapping career is kind of on pause. Let's focus on legitimizing what we have. You have an in incredible intellectual property um, with the grape stomper that you have curated um, together. Let's build a brand that will be internationally recognized for doing things the right way. And I do believe that um, from the very first day I knew we were going to be successful, um, I've never failed. And I told Jeff that we that I would make our company known across the world, around the world. And that's what we did. So sorry, that was a long answer to, to that no, question. No, no, that's great. And I love uh, that, you know, the move from, from SoCal to NorCal um, sort of informed um informed your your consumption and 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 your awareness of you know the cannabis plant and the flower and all of that so you formed uh, uh ggg in 2010 uh you went on to win multiple awards including um high times cannabis cups uh and all kinds of other awards can you talk a little bit about um the strains that you developed the award-winning strains and and uh and basically just a little bit about uh, those first, you know, that first uh, decade or so uh, of setting up the, the breeding outfit and, uh, and creating award-winning strains. Of course. Yeah. It's um, oftentimes I don't, I don't reflect on how we completely built the momentum, but there was clearly a huge push. There was, um, for the first decade or so which um up to 2020 which wasn't that long ago we um we have had lots of ups and downs and lots of um like re-beginnings i guess we we had to start over a few times we had to move and transition went from oakland to mendo then to eugene then to michigan in 2014 um so in the but for the first couple years we were in Oakland um so many things happened we had a grow that got broken into an inter on international boulevard um uh, we had um I was living on high street we had to grow up on the hill Oakland hills um and essentially we were developing the foundation to what we have today so what were we doing um ultimately we are known for genetics but our company began as a showcase towards creating the finest art in cannabis. 
So while genetics has been a beneficial outlet for allowing allowing us to spread our brand and our culture and our vision, um, really the craft starts from when we plant a seed into the soil and how we build our soil and how we treat our plants, the meditation and the um, the care in every aspect. That's really where it starts. To me, the the philosophy behind our company is and was the most important aspect of what allowed the growth to begin. A lot of companies, they start with a weak foundation. The foundations that GGG started with in 2010 are the same as they are today. We're organic. We don't compromise. And we put our absolute love and care into everything we do. I tell people that things need to be either, we need to do things that never people have never seen before. We need to do things that people have never done before. And we need to do things that will be remembered in a thousand years. And those are my criteria for a lot of what I do. Now, will do they, are they going to all be remembered in a thousand years? Probably not. But at least I'm I'm shooting for that goal. And we're, we're ultimately hoping and attaining our little piece of heaven here on earth. So our atelier, our studio um, is a manifestation of, an artist studio. We we produce, manufacture, package, invent, and research all within one domain. We're um, ultimately seeking to create the finest art out of cannabis because there's to me there's nothing more than that. So through that perspective, sprouted GGG. And we created and brought a philosophy that I think was missing. And we, we brought a, attention to detail and care in photography and care in our genetics that was instantly recognized. How, how I started in the beginning was we, um, we created our own forum. I noticed that forums were very popular at the time. And so we created the Gage Green Group Forums. On there was probably every well-known breeder today, probably every well-known grower today at one point, you know, passed through. And I won't claim that we were huge, but it was our own private little home. And through there, we created a, a R&D facility type of structure where the growers and the breeders would work together to develop new phenotypes and showcase the best. My standards are I never post bad pictures. When I was 15, I would scroll through all these websites and I would just look at bud porn all day. And that was just like loved weed and the way it looked and the symmetry and the structure and, and, the, and the perspectives. And that's really what you see in everything I do. Um, I won't post a bad photo, at least um, according to my standards, even if someone put in a lot of love into growing my seeds and it's a beautiful pheno, if it's not a good photo, I just simply am not going to post it. And I think that that in itself separated us um, by, from others. Um, I think the attention to the, the photography, just like High Times and a lot of these very well-known institutions, like they're not going to take mid mids. And I think that was a, um, I modeled my brand after 
the champions and after um, luxury uh, companies in the world today. Um, and then ultimately, my goal is to create a lux luxury perspective in cannabis. Um, bring awesome. the artistic perspective to cannabis. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The pictures are beautiful um, and the strains are amazing. I mean, you mentioned uh, the Grape Stomper early on, but I think the the one that really kind of put you on the map as far as, or at least for, for, for me um, at High Times was the Mendo Breath. Right. Um, that was the one that kind of came out of, uh, nowhere to just start winning awards and and um you know people really really love that strain can you tell me a little bit about the development of of, of mendo breath and uh and just kind of like your your breeding philosophy a little bit as far as uh decision making for for desirable traits and that sort of thing of course um i will i will i'd like to mention that i recently did some research on seedfinder.eu and i noticed they have somewhere around 30,777 strains, I believe, in total. And um, combining the descendants of Grape Stomper and Mendo Breath, we occupy almost 7% of the entire genome um, in, in, as you know, the ancestry. Uh, Mendo Breath has about 1,200. Um, Grape Stomper has about 800 or 900. So, so you're factually correct that Mendo Breath statistically is actually more popular and has been rebred more um while it's been had a much shorter timeline both have gone out on to create incredible strains like grape stomper created sunday driver grape pie grape gas and a lot of companies have based their entire seed bank off of the grape stompers you know frostiness i guess you could say it's like a 30 plus percent testing strain back in 2012 we got those test results so but the mendo breath had has a unique history um in the sense that it was uh a completely original creation that we that started from a idea we created a partnership a collaboration um and that ultimately became something that you know, we all, we, we can look back and be like, wow, how did that happen? I think it's worth an analysis. Um, individuals have asked me in the past, like, why did that one particular strain take off? And um, the answer, it's very difficult. It's like music, you know, um, an artist, I'm sure loves every one of their creations, but what creates the hits? Um, to me, I think the Mendo Breath was a combination of a few different situations that made it so well known i think one was the timing um it was at the it was during the wave of you know ogkb and forum cut and all these um quote unquote cookie strains but what we've learned to find out is they're actually mendocino derived from cherry pie kush um but there was the wave and nobody really had these genetics um i happened to know meet norcal through one of my mates in my apartment mates in uh, Berkeley and he was trimming for NorCal. So we, so I met him and we made, put a deal together. I said, uh, look, you bring your OGKB. He was the one putting on, put the, who put all these strains on the map and I'll, we'll bring our males. So we had two males, the Joseph and the Mendo Montage, um, four-star male, we call them. And the Mendo Montage is what ended up making the Mendo breath. That was the 
the cross was the Mendo purple, Mendocino purple, uh, crystal locomotive, which is train wreck and Aloha white widow, um, Arcata train wreck and the Aloha widow, white widow is a Jojo Rizzo creation uh, based off of a um, award-winning white widow from Hawaii, which um, has to do with like um, Super Kawhi's father, I think had something to do with the whole creation. Um, but essentially there's a long story behind the Aloha white widows it's pretty pinnacle to the frost. Um, so actually it's um, potentially, it's in Grape Stomper and Mendo. So the Mendo breath, the Dosi Do and the Grateful Breath were the three first OG KB crosses that were ever made. So it came at the right time. NorCal and Gage Green Group were the two first people to ever use the hashtag OG KB. We taught and showcased um, OGKB around 2012, 2013, when this was like IG was on the rise and we had the best photos in the industry. Um, NorCal was growing, you know, towers of OGKB nugs that were like thicker than my forearm. Nobody had seen buds like that. Um, and so together with like his marketing and and um, community and our marketing and community, we came together and created a strain that was so hype. And and when we grew it, every pheno looked so exotic, it would still compete with strains today. Like I think strains today are still trying to come up with that look. Um, I think that uh, this 100% valid, that dense calic, calyxed out stacked, like stalagmite, crystalline you know like just like you could hit someone with it like that's what we want and um we attain that and we had the photo documentation and the genetics to prove it so that was the mendo breath um mendo breath of course ended up becoming even more popular when, when um, my other breeders decided to take our strains and cross it to everything mate you know and released a ton of breath so now there's like a hundred, hundreds of breath strains. The pure Michigan strain, um, which is made from a Mendo breath cross is also extremely popular now here in Michigan with um, my buddy Third Coast and Max promoting that. Fresh Coast Seas take, took the Dosido Mendo breath and created the white truffle. And so essentially it's become a fundamental backbone to a lot of incredible strains. Thanks to the community. And um, and now it's kind of like established itself forever. Um, there was a time when I was like, oh man, these people are taking my strains and selling them for less. Like I didn't like that um, as much. And they, I know they did it intentionally to, to kind of like um, irk me. But now I see it all with gratitude. Like I'm like, wow, what better, what more of an honor to be a part of history and to have other people dedicate their, time and effort and energy to your your art and um so i'm super grateful for everyone that's been a part of this journey i do want to shout out norcal who um i tr fully intend what to um create a mendo turn mendo breath into uh something that our family and and everybody who had a part into its creation can can feed their family from Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, speaking of the future, what are some of the more uh, more recent or modern 
uh, strains that you've been a part of developing that you're excited about uh, and maybe you want to shine a light on as well? I mean, um, I know, you know, we met at the Organic Cup in uh, in New York, uh, but I've obviously been well aware of your work. I, I uh, picked Mendel Breath for Top 10 Strains in 2016 and uh, actually Gage Green for Breeder, Breeders Hall of Fame in 2017 but i want to know in 2023 going into 2024 what are you what are you excited about um genetically for the, for the upcoming uh you know next the next decade or so so in 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 my heart i am i am a chem og and sour um i was raised on that so like so that to me is the the true foundation to in to American cannabis. Like it doesn't get more original than chem and some of these strains that came out of Boston that like we've built our whole um, industry off of. In a sense, I am I am looking to bring back the potency of original sour, original chems and original OGs on a new modern perspective. So we have the the candy flavors we have the hazes we have the um exotic sativas that we're going to be introducing into um a I, chem chem 91 style body um it, to me um what you're going to be seeing a lot of like right now we're doing um we have like our gelati love candy runs um Cross to our triangle kush cherry pie kush ogkb with our you know um uh sour diesel lines and so it's uh it's a lot of stacking of heirloom genetics in my opinion i can inbreed any of our lines and create stable stock from uh in, in any direction on any flavor profile um my true intention is to stick to potency and to find flavors out of that. Um, so my inspiration for breeding is the Do the Dogo Argentina and the Argentina. And it's um basically a uh heirloom varietal that has 20 different, you know, heirloom dog varietals in its lineage. To me, that's what you're looking at when you work with any new gauge green group gear. For example, like um, something that I'm going to be releasing soon would be like uh, Guava Triangle Kush High School Sweetheart, which is Cherry Pie Kush OGKB, Sour Diesel OG, Times, um, Gushers, which is uh, Biscotti Gelato or Gelato Triangle Kush and um, Cherry Pie Kush Backcross. To me, these are the most potent strains that have ever crossed my my path triangle kush ogkb cherry pie kush the you know these the try uh the, the ogs they're all getting stacked in one line you can grow a seed and you can see all the attributes of the most potent strains in the world and that's really my my forte i've been blessed with being able to try infinite numbers of different varieties every year and i pick the best and i only use the ones that have are going to stand the test of time so 
um that's ultimately my breeding style if you buy ggg in 2024 what you're going to get is the the highest performing cannabis in the world in terms of it's it's got the terps it's got the potency it's got the vigor it's got the structure and its genetics are epigenetically expressing themselves that's the goal every seed is plumper than it's ever been it's it's harder than it's ever been it's hardier it's more striped and it's a work of art in itself i, I rarely even talk about our selection criteria for seeds we maybe only select the top 10 20 percent of functional seeds based on appearance i look at a seed and if it's got a nick on it or if it's uh the tiger stripe is missing it's not as fully expressed i won't include it in a pack and that doesn't even get talked about you know and so our attention to detail coming up is to literally create art manifest through cannabis the genetics are going to continue to be superior and we're going to create more excitement around the entire narrative and the release of the strains as you can see we're incorporating more artists and more collaborations and and going deeper into our work um furthermore we're going to start branding uh exotic flower and bring our luxury perspective to cannabis i i've been blowing people's minds with three words and I don't think it's that it's it's incredibly exotic to say in cannabis, but it's not unusual to say in any other industry. And the words are the three words that you've never heard before that will kind of shock you are thousand dollar gram. The thousand dollar gram has our is the our three words has never been spoken before, and I say it not because um, it's a dream, but because it would be very easily to accomplish we have the most intentional focused care-based loved cannabis in the world and it's phenomenal i've spent like this t-shirt could be worth a thousand a bottle of wine that uh, amounts to four glasses could be worth a thousand so why wouldn't four hits out of the bong or one joint that could satisfy four people have an equivalent value in terms of a luxury perspective our artists are not valuing themselves like french winemakers our our artists are not valuing themselves like luxury companies when we ultimately are and a lot of the individuals here are competing for the bottom and i understand the need for for affordability um but uh, economies of scale, mass production, and commoditizing, and all that is really not my game. I'm right, right. trying to create yeah. for my people. It's, it's art and quality, uh, and that's really interesting. And, and I know you're also, uh, you know, as a founder of, of of the Organic Cup, and you know, you're you're always uh, very much focused on natural farming, living soil. Uh, what does that mean to you? And 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 what you know, why is it important? I grew up in LA on a concrete slab. So I didn't know much about nature. Um, and so I've had a whole 180 degree shift where my lifestyle has, where I'm incorporating as much um, 
biomimicry, biodiversity, and holistic permaculture practices in, into my life as possible. Those aspects that were missing were the reason, are the reasons why I was a sick child and why I was in and out of the hospital and always um, on medication. Now that I've fully grasped, now, now that I grasp the concept of natural farming, um, natural nutrition, immune, immune, you know, the immune system, I guess, or like how to fight off pathogens, how to properly cleanse an environment. A lot of this I learned through wanting to grow the best cannabis. So I did and try, I've tried every grow method and ultimately came to the conclusion that organics produce the best product. And while it wasn't the easiest and at a time 10 years ago when nobody was talk, talking or teaching about it, besides a few individuals, we were having to experiment and learn it on our own. But through this process, not only did my garden improve and our plants get better, but by applying the same knowledge to myself and, and um, I started eating organically, I started um obtaining the top shelf foods let's just say right we want top shelf cannabis so i applied that philosophy to every aspect of my life my health drastically improved like i i started noticing that i was no longer a sick individual i started re realizing that health was like our rights to we have a right to be healthy here i was born with the understanding and almost belief that I would be sick forever, that, I, that the pain would never go away. Now I have a complete different perspective on life. And I tell people that they can overcome and regenerate their body, overcome their struggles and regenerate their body with the intention that, with intention. And since then, I've written a book, Gage, The Guide to hu uh, Human Potency. It's a list of different protocols to to clean the body, to make yourself um, naturally strong, uh, like naturally um, and holistically impenetrable. My, I've, uh, I used to, there was a point in my life when I was so sick, that I couldn't get out of bed, that my, that I had scoliosis or herniated discs allergies, inflammation, I, I thought I was dying. And I realistically think that if I had been diagnosed, it would have been a serious ailment. But instead, because coming from a path of natural cannabis and a path where I was seeing people recover through nature, I pursued that path. And now I'm healthier than I have ever been. So I'm, I'm completely convinced that nature has the ability to make us better and that's why i push so hard with the organic cup and i promote regenerative vision because to me that's the future and i want to live in a world where everybody everybody is healthy everybody is sound of mind and we can be incredibly productive and supportive of each other that's the world i want to live in and I believe that organics leads us to that. 
Awesome. Amazing. Um, so how can people find out more uh, about what you've got going on um, as far as, you know, Instagram websites and things like that? I think, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of people interested not only in uh, healing themselves, but but consuming the healing flowers that are, are produced properly and, and, and with the, the utmost potency levels and, and, and healing properties. So tell me a little bit about how people can find out more about what you've got going on. Of course. So in terms of flower, we are still private collective. We're still uh, caregivers. I do everything that you see uh, with Gage Green in my home. And with the very limited space and very uh, very limited plant count, and we are simply creating the most art with the least we can. I think that's a, a testament to uh, our our accomplishments. Um, I am definitely involved in a lot of projects, and we are continuing to innovate and create our vision of what we want to see in in the world. So. So the Organic Cup is an event that's international, and we hope to bring it to new markets like LA, Oregon, and Thailand in the next year. Um, we do events uh, with the Big Cloud. Uh, our IG is Big Cloud Presents, and we hope to be doing events all over the world in our festival style. And it was an incredible honor to um, to give Danny and Ed Rosenthal our Legacy Award. They've um, honestly are beyond legends and and Danny I want to give you your flowers forever you are just like a true inspiration and um you have your finger on the pulse it's a credible keep up the keep up the magic it's a you're you're you are the industry and I'm and in a good way like you're the I'm so grateful to be a, a part of you know everything that you've been able to achieve here and I'm, and uh, you're a true inspiration. Um, I would, anybody who's looking to um, research and learn more about what we do, gagegreengroup.com has links to our nursery, Legit Genetics, where we do offer tissue culture, sterile, 100% uh, pathogen free. We also offer um, our seed bank project, which represents over 50 different breeders and has over a thousand different varietals. It's called Seed Bank or Seed Bank International. Uh, you can find that on Instagram, Seed Bank International. And uh, of course, um, we plan on doing a lot of new projects all over the world. So definitely follow along. Our goal is to find the right partners in every market so that we can create our vision in the licensed world so far it's it's been um just one step at a time uh our goal is to do it correctly and it's it's been a blessing uh to to have even you know to be here um but we were in communication with a lot of individuals to bring our perspective to the like the consumer market the community i guess you could say on a bigger scale but right now we're very very small scale so if you happen to be in Michigan and you happen to see me at a local event, maybe you could, um, maybe you may be uh, able to join our private organization here where um, we can do business as adults. But otherwise, you know, it's a very limited product and um, 
you we i highly recommend following us at the real gauge green group on instagram uh, we're going to be continuing to just innovate and bring our utmost to our community and thank you everyone for being a part of our journey and supporting me and uh, i love you all well thank you so much for your kind words and for your amazing contributions thank you for uh elevating you know our craft in that way i uh, really truly appreciate it and uh really appreciate ha having you on the show as well thank you uh michael fang aka fang <laughs> of gauge green uh group um thank you so much for being on the show and uh we will be back with more grow bud yourself after these messages All right, all you cannabis connoisseurs out there, we have a special announcement for you. SeedsHereNow.com is elevating October with deals that'll make your buds burst with joy. Autumn is here, and we're celebrating the harvest season with tons of incredible deals. Place an order this month, and Seeds Here Now's got you. For the month of October, every order secures a free SJOG, that's a Fem uh, One Pack, and that's a garden game changer right there. Plus, enjoy 20% off on all Irie genetic seeds and grape-flavored strains all month long. And if you're tired of domestic shipping costs eating away at your grow budget, we've got you covered again. Simply use the code DANKOSHIP, that's D-A-N-K-O-S-H-I-P, and you'll get free shipping with your order at SeedsHereNow.com, domestic shipping. Don't miss Seeds Here Now's pre-Halloween bash, October 24th, Halloween special, October 31st, and new strain reviews every day this month during our Croptober Chronicles series. So head over to SeedsHereNow.com, enter Danko Ship, and let your garden flourish in style. Keep it green, nurture those dreams, and remember, with the right seeds and knowledge, you're always in for a bountiful harvest. Hey, all right. Welcome back. And thank you to Michael Fang for that incredible interview. That was awesome. And uh, definitely been wanting to get him on the show for a long time. Uh, check out Gage Green, Green Group uh, for more info. And how are you feeling, Mike? I'm feeling good. And oh, wait, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> and yes, this is a fortnight. Yes, this is a fortnight. Strain, Strain of the, the fortnight. fortnight. What do you yeah. got for us? Uh, what do you got for us this week? Strain, Strain of, of the, the fortnight. fortnight. <laughs> Strain, of, Strain the fortnight. of the fortnight. It's time, man. <laughs> At least. So, what do you have for us this uh, this have, fortnight? I have an amazing strain of the fortnight. Um, this one is called Kush Mints. Uh, I know we talk a lot about, uh, you know, Kush strains in general. Uh, I'm a big fan, obviously. Most people are. Um, but this is Kush Mints. It's from Dr. Blaze, um, a relatively uh, new breeder, or at least new to me, uh, but available at SeedsHereNow.com, one of our advertisers. Um, and Dr. Blaze, you can't really go wrong. Um, these are incredible uh, genetics. This is Animal Mints crossed with Bubba Kush. And if you're a fan of old school OG Kush like I am, 
like the real uh, minty anise, uh, you know, black licorice mint kind of um, scent and flavor, but also that really, really potent um, hybrid kind of vibe. This is definitely the strain for you. Super uh, resonated, super an amazing uh, hash producer as well. Um, a lot of hash and flavorful for sure. Um, Kush Mints from Dr. Blaze. It's actually available in uh, five-pack feminized for $58.88 um, at Seeds Here Now. You can get that free shipping from them as well with our uh, our code. Um, but again, this is Kush Mints, also known as Kush Mints with a Z. Um, and, you know, people call it a hybrid. I would say it's definitely more on the indica side of things. Very potent, um, very much a couch lock uh, kind of strain. Not, you know, very cerebral, much more of a body buzz. Uh, inter very interesting terp profile. And certainly the mint in the name gives it away. There's a very much of a spearmint, uh, peppermint kind of smell. Uh, but for me, also that anise, it's that black licorice, that like um, cardamom almost. It's it's interesting. And, and Cookies has that, like all that like cookie, sweet kind of uh, gassy, but sweet kind of thing. Um, so it, it definitely engages all every, all the senses. It's um, But the mint is, of course, the most uh, the most prominent. Um, so there's a lot of strains similar um, and a lot of kind of derivative strains, but Kushmints to me really brings me back to like, you know, the mid 2000s, 2005, 2006, OG, uh, you know, just those tight little nuggets coming out from Cali um, and just being really strong and really loud. So um, strain of the Fortnite is Kushmints. Um, that's an Animal Mints and Bubba Kush cross from Dr. Blaze. You can pick it up at seedsherenow.com. Uh, be sure to use our code uh, Danko Free Ship for free shipping for that. And uh, shout out to Dr. Blaze, hoping to learn a lot more about a lot more of the uh, varieties available, including strawberry cough, I noticed, which is amazing because I've been looking for that, you know, the real strawberry in real seed form for a long, long time. So, uh, Thanks not to easy Thanks. to find exactly yeah i mean yeah. considered a clone only as far as i'm concerned but uh i'd love to be able to just buy seeds of it and plant them everywhere i i travel <laughs> for sure for sure now we're not 100% certain that uh dr blaze is an actual doctor but um <laughs> but some promising <laughs> gen genetics there he plays and one on tv he plays one on the internet um that is our strain of the fortnite very good stuff, and uh, as our listeners know, each episode, uh, Dan likes to provide some information that will help you become a better cultivator. So what would you like to discuss this week? Yes, so this week I want to talk about oxygen. Uh, we talk a lot about carbon dioxide, obviously very essential um, to photosynthesis, uh, but oxygen, particularly oxygen to the root zone, is very, very important. And... Uh, I think a lot of people don't quite understand that, you know, they end up uh, either using really dense, compact soil, uh, or even if they have a light, loose, airy soil, um, watering it too frequently, keeping it very uh, waterlogged. Um, and even with hydroponics, uh, 
you really want to have oxygen in your nutrient solution, uh, high levels of dissolved oxygen, uh, which you can dissolve in water basically with just a simple air pump. Uh, but the size of the bubbles is important too. I mean, bigger bubbles are going to basically just float to the surface and uh, dissipate very quickly, whereas tiny bubbles <laughs> will uh, will stay in the water longer. And even the temperature of the water has an effect. So um, yeah, let's talk about oxygen in the root zone. Basically, uh, if you're growing in a soil or soilless mix, uh, it is important to make sure you're using a nice loose airy mix and that you have a wet and dry cycle so that oxygen can reach the roots. And there's other funny ways you can do. I mean, I know Soma created an amazing system where you could have like a, a, a pipe that basically goes down um, and, and air levels underneath the soil uh, where the plant can actually absorb oxygen as well as nutrient solution uh, from below, which is great. Um, important to use anything you can do to lighten up the soil. I would say the obvious, you know, perlite, of course, um, vermiculite, I'm not a big fan of, but, uh, perlite for sure. Anything that makes it looser and airier, um, and adding compost is, is one of those ways to loosen up, uh, a clay soil and allow more oxygen to get to those level, you know, those levels where there's lower oxygen in particular. So, um, if you have that kind of wilting that you know you're watering properly, but your plant is wilting, that might not be uh, wilting because of lack of water. That could be overwatering. And this is definitely something that happens um, with low air porosity soils because they hold that water for a long time and the roots aren't able to absorb it because they're not getting the oxygen. Um, so you don't want hypoxic roots. You want uh, roots that are able to absorb oxygen, absorb water, and absorb nutrients through that nutrient solution. Um, but oxygen is so important, and root rot is really one of the things that happens um, that will kill a plant very quickly. Um, so increasing oxygen in the root zone is super duper important. Um, you can do this, like I said, by having a nice, loose, airy, airy soil mix and not overwatering. Uh, you can do this by having uh, ways to add oxygen to the soil by basically having those tubes, like I mentioned with Soma, or I remember with Botanical Brothers, uh, I don't know if that's company still around, but they had self-watering pots um, with uh, basically like a reservoir in the bottom and a tube that goes down to that reservoir. So you could fill that with nutrient solution, allow this plant to absorb uh, nutrient solution upwards through that reservoir, but also absorb air uh, at the root zone as well, which very important. And with hydroponics, again, you want to aerate your nutrient solution at all times as much. It's hard to overdo. I mean, there's really, it's very difficult to over oxygenate a, uh, a, a solution. So um, as many air stones and, and pumps and things that you can get in there uh, to keep it bubbling is great. And that will also help uh, you know, in a hydroponic system, get oxygen to those roots, um, which are also getting oxygen when they're not saturated with nutrient solutions. So I do also recommend using uh, a timer for your feeding when you're feeding those, because if you do notice root rot, uh, it's typically caused by lack of oxygen to those roots and also 
heat. I mean, if the nutrient solution is too warm, if it's 80 degrees or higher, um, the oxygen is just not going to be there in the water and you're going to get root rot. Um, and that, that works for hydroponics or soilless mixes or anything else. So remember, uh, CO2, obviously very important, but O2, oxygen, also very, very important for plant growth. So keep that in mind and definitely um, don't forget to oxygenate your roots. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to do that. I think we uh I think it's fair to say we all enjoy oxygen. So it's a pro oxygen program here. Um excellent grow tip from the one and only Danny Danko. Good stuff. And now uh it is time for my favorite part of the show where we answer some questions from our listeners. And if you are a listener who has a question, get in touch with us. You could email us and that is info at growbudyourself.com. You could also get us on the socials, on, on Patreon, on YouTube. So get in touch with a question, and uh, let's get started here with Alex. And Alex writes, hey, Danny and Mike, I'm a longtime listener going back to the free weed days, and I have a plant problem that I can't seem to fix, so I need some help. Uh, I have strawberry cough in the veg cycle in a seven-gallon pot in a three-by-three tent. Uh, the seeds are from the breeder, Dr. Blaze. Interesting, we just spoke about Dr. Blaze. So uh, the seeds are from Dr. Blaze. About seven days ago, the leaves began wilting, turning a light green-gray-brownish and beginning to crumble when I touched them. The leaves have also curled up and in some cases down. I've attached some picks below. Uh, my first step was to flush the pot, thinking it could be a nutrient lockout. I also began adding CalMag, thinking it could be a deficiency. Even more concerning is that another plant in the same tent is beginning to show some of the same issues. Now, I have used Dr. Blaze previously and had great results, so I'm not sure it's genetic. But with all of that said, the plant is still struggling. What else could it be? Root rot? Perhaps some kind of fungus? Any help is appreciated. You guys are awesome and doing a lot for novices like myself. Uh, yeah, Danny, here, that's a tough one. What would you say to Alex? Yeah, so I would say it's one of three pot potential issues. I would say uh, root rot you mentioned, overwatering, that definitely causes uh, leaves to curl down. Uh, but the burning uh, is a little more concerning. I think um, that's a different form of stress. So. Uh, you know, leaf curling can be can have different causes. Um, phosphorus deficiency also, I mean, you mentioned CalMag, that's possible. Uh, but typically, phosphorus causes older leaves to curl and distort. So if it's the older leaves, I would potentially consider phosphorus. Certainly, uh, pH could be an issue. So the first thing you should do, I would say, is um, check for overwatering, check for overfeeding in general, and check for um, pH level. So make sure your pH level, if you're in a soilless mix, uh, is 6.2 to 6.5 or so, you know, just below 7. And if you're in hydro, maybe 5.5 5 to 6.2. Uh, and if that, if that's the case, then you've either got potentially overwatering, uh, potentially phosphorus deficiency, and also, um, 
I guess it could be disease. I mean, there are diseases that will cause this. Uh, and because it's only on one plant, you know, that's a possibility. And if it's spreading to others, that's even more of a distinct possibility. But um, I would certainly first check the pH, uh, flush everything out, uh, remove excess nutrient and start fresh. Uh, hopefully new growth won't have that that if that factor of the burning and curling um but uh worst case you know you may have to start over and get rid of that plant and make sure the other ones stay alive if it's disease it could spread all right uh thank you very much alex we hope that helps you out keep us posted let us know uh, how things turn out there let's move on to daryl doobies who writes uh, hey guys it's daryl doobies here Hoping you both enjoyed the holidays. I just received my book, Cannabis, A Beginner's Guide by Danny Danko. Uh, although I have been growing for over 15 years, I love to get my hands on material new and old from all the OGs. So good stuff there. Uh, now for my question. I know you've answered this in a similar fashion, but do you have any suggestions on some books about the process of feminized seed making? I have in the past few years been getting into this thanks to Mr. Soul from GBS, and I just wanted to know your thoughts. So what would you say to Daryl Doobies? Yeah, no, very interesting. I mean, I would start uh, certainly with just a basic understanding of breeding uh, besides just, you know, feminized or anything else or even cannabis. I would get, you know, uh, books on plant breeding, uh, go back, going back to Mendel and the pet pea pods and all of that, just to understand how genetics works and, 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 uh, all of that. Then with cannabis, I'd start with probably marijuana botany, uh, by Robert Connell Clark. It's an, it's an old book. It's from the eighties, but it really does, uh, explain a lot of how the, all that Mendelian, uh, theory and genetics with the pea pods actually works when it comes to cannabis and desirable traits and uh, choosing for desirable traits and all of that, uh, then, you know, I would move towards more modern uh, stuff. The Cannab Cannabis Breeders Bible uh, is certainly a great resource that is, uh, I believe, by Greg Green. Uh, then there is a Cannabis Breeding Book Guide. Uh, I would certainly get uh, Cannabis Encyclopedia uh, from Jorge Cervantes and Marijuana Horticulture, um, Cannabis Grower's Handbook uh, by Ed Rosenthal, certainly. Um, and I would just do a lot of research. Uh, certainly uh, what Mr. Soul is talking about is very important too because he really breaks down a lot of the mythologies as far as what feminized means and how to achieve that. Uh, through breeding purposes uh, and what the misnomers are as well. So uh, I would go into that. I'd learn a little bit about how to force uh, hermaphrodism, whether it be through colloidal silver sprays or stressing the plant in other ways, light stresses and things. Um, it's really all about selection, though. It's really just about choosing properly from large populations, um, for desirable traits. So uh, that should set you on your way. I think as far as, you know, good breeding grow books, um, you know, I can't really think of anything super modern right now. 
I know that uh, James Loud has a book that's just about to come out. He's been on the show before, and I haven't seen the book, but I can imagine he's probably got some really good information there. So I would love to see that. I mean, the Grow Bibles are great if to, for understanding traits. Um, uh, so there's a lot of interesting stuff out there. But again, I'd start with Rob Clark and Marijuana Botany and then basically move my way uh, more towards nowadays and what's uh, what information is available and steer clear of unvetted information that's out there on the internet um, and, you know, unsupported theories that are out there as well. Good advice just in general. Uh, yeah, it's hard to beat Robert Call Clark for information like that. Thank you very much, Daryl Doobies. Thanks to everybody who wrote in. If you have a question you would like answered on the show, get in touch with us. The email, as always, is info at growbudyourself.com. Uh, why don't we take a little break, come back, and wrap this one up? Let's do it. If you're a grower or you're thinking about starting your first crop, then you need to know about Sweet Leaf Plant Nutrients. Sweet Leaf has an incredible line of organic fertilizers and, of course, their legacy line that includes organic and some synthetic fertilizers. Check them out at sweetleaf.com. That's S U I T E L E A F.com. The code DANKO15 gets you 15% off everything at Sweetleaf. That's 15% off their signature line of nutrients as well as essentials like complete indoor hydroponic grow tent kits and grow lights, plus awesome apparel, backpacks, and much more. If you join our Patreon, you'll get access to additional codes worth 20 and even 25% off. Patreon supporters also receive free Sweetleaf nutrients just for signing up. Sweetleaf provides all the tools necessary for the modern gardener. Check them out at sweetleaf.com and remember the code DANKO15. right welcome back and this is the wrap i want to thank all of you guys for listening i want to thank the sponsor seeds here now uh check them out at seedsherenow.com danko ship for free shipping uh sweet leaf nutrients danko 15 for 15 percent off and more of course on patreon.com if you follow us there uh excelsior extracts check out the thc infused pain relief rub prime superior inoculant ps420 is the code for 15 percent off uh, on all Prime Superior products, um, and Purple Rose Supply. If you want to roll your own Canagar, uh, cannabis cigar molds, it's a, bl a mold for a blunt roller um, that you can make your own cannabis cigars. Uh, the code there is GBY20 for 20% off. Um, so thank you to Purple Rose Supply. Um, thank you to Vapor.com. Uh, also an amazing affiliate that we have, and you can use the code Grow Bud Yourself 20 for 20% off everything site-wide. Um, that includes a ton of different vaporizers and accessories and things that you can buy. So if you're in the marketplace for any kind of Puffco, Volcano, anything out there, Pax, uh, Stizzy, whatever it is, um, use the code uh, Grow Bud Yourself 20 for 20% off at vapor.com. Um, our Patreon supporters are awesome. Love you guys. Um, thank you so much, and we are planning on bringing you a ton more exclusive content in the new year. 
uh, YouTube subscribers, everybody out there who supports us. Uh, thank you so much. Um, definitely thank you to Michael Fang of Gage Green Group. Uh, check them out uh, for your genetics and certainly go to any events that they're involved in as well. And uh, wow, 125 episodes uh, in the bank. Take it to the bank and put it in the books. Thank you.